Michael Litton, the last DJ. Good day, planet Earth. Oh my gosh, I'm just so excited. I can hardly contain myself. Got Bobby Torres in the studio here in Atlanta, Roswell, GA, the DRS Atlanta studio. Waheed Gomes, the owner and our host here. Also have Carla Harris in the studio. How about that? Carla was just in last week. And Carol, Bobby Torres's better half. Well, wife, but better half. Better half. Yeah. That's for sure. Bobby, I'm so excited. You came all the way from Portland. Yes. And you are going to be performing tomorrow night with Carla. Talk yes. about how you guys met and just, you know, that Should friendship. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't tell. I got to clean it up. <laughs> but uh, I used to work at UPS. Oh, no way. And I worked there 15 years and I met her husband. Uh, he came over from sure. St. Louis. And I would work conveyor belts. And a period of time, he would, a husband come up and tell me that his wife's a singer. Yeah. You know, and wants me to come down and hear, uh, you know. John's a consummate sales guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no better. Very supportive. Yeah. I mean, he you. pestered me. Yeah. <laughs> he really did. Because yeah. he, about three times, he's, you got to come on here, my yeah. wife. Yeah. Okay, I'll come down. And then when I heard her, uh, I said, yes, amazing. Yeah. Why? Because she started singing that song, Let's Stay Together. Ah, uh, yeah. And then usually that song starts out, and the piano part start, started playing, yeah. and Carla just stood there, just didn't even pay attention to him. Yeah. And sang it the way it's supposed to be sung. Yeah. Until this guy caught up. I was blown away by wow. that. I was blown away. So first impression, you were just, yes. that was it. I mean, because usually anybody else, well, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> They'd stop. She yeah. didn't miss a exactly. beat, so to speak. Yeah. Wow. She just didn't even flinch, man. Look at that. Good life lesson there, first impressions. It's kind no of cliche, kidding. but very, yeah. uh, very important. You know, I gave us the biggest compliment I could give. Yeah. And then you guys went on to perform together. Yeah. And she that. thought that I wasn't going to call. I called her immediately. I wanted to sing my band. Wow. And then she did. And every time she came up, so responsible, yeah. so open. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give her hard stuff to do. Yeah. And she just, I love like that. we did um, Night in Tunisia. Yeah. And her... She scattered on it. Ah, yeah. Scattered. Uh-huh. And it was one of the best scats I ever heard. Wow. Did you capture it on? on yeah, the, the I got it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, we're going to play one of those songs. So for your fans, 
this is the way we roll here at Ride the Vibe. We do a CD listening party. And when the time's right, right? So we're kind of almost a happy hour here, kind mm-hmm. of closer. So it's happy hour somewhere. We are, uh, we are featuring a delicious Cabernet Sauvignon from the Went. Uh, it's Went Cabernet Sauvignon from the Westmore Vineyards uh, in the Livermore Valley of California. And this was provided to us by the Deep Roots Wine Market and Tasting Room. Dana Grella, the owner there, was gracious enough to give us this wine, and we're uh, we're featuring it. Carol and uh, Carla and Bobby and I, and we're we're cheersing and uh, drinking a little red wine. And tomorrow it's, night, it's really good. This don't taste good. like Cabernet. Yeah, it tastes like Pinot or something. It's like. good, isn't it? Yeah, really good. And for your performance tomorrow, which is at the Faces of War Memorial Park in Roswell, historic Roswell, it's a beautiful urban forest, Bobby. And at one time, there were some knuckleheads. I'll say no, because I'm the last DJ. I can say what I want to say, right? That we're thinking about cutting these trees down. And when you see this space, you're going to be like, what in the world? Uh, and Carla channeled one of her favorite trees in Portland and said, you know, send the message out. Don't let these trees be cut. So they didn't cut them down. And now we're doing music at this beautiful uh, space in Roswell. And you'll be performing there from seven to nine with Carla, uh, and you're doing it, going to be playing percussions and you got Emra Kotan on the skins. So, uh, how, another Roswellian. So how cool is that? We can't wait, but where I was going with this, I'm segueing. It's an event where you bring your own chairs or a blanket or, you know, your own beverage. And then you just sit back and listen to this brilliant music from seven to nine faces of war Memorial park music on the hill. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's so great. And we're going to have beautiful weather. It's going to be sunny and nice and hot. So, uh, People, but but any rate here for the show, what we do, we've got our beverage. We're sitting back in the comfort of the beautiful DRS Atlanta studios. We're having some wine and we're going to play some music. And I'd like to open up with uh, a song called Cry Me a River with Carla Harris on vocals performed live. And we'll play just a portion of it. And then uh, we're going to come back and we're going to chat about your story, Bobby, because you've got a lot to talk about. And I think this is going to be the first time Carla's uh, heard this in a long, long time. So she's going to have to go in the other room, I think, to listen to it. <laughs> this was uh, in the year, well, what year are we in now? <laughs> About 2000, <laughs> at least. Wow. So a decade ago. Waheed, can we queue up a little bit of, of uh, Crime Your River? 2012, for sure. Remember, I remember all 
You are back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, got Bobby Torres in the studio along with Carla Harris. And Bobby's, I'll use the word now, soulmate. I mean, simpatico. You know, they're, they're just spiritual, uh, spiritually connected and supportive of one another. It's just beautiful to see their interaction here in the studio. Bobby, talk about, we're, we're kind of talking offline about when that may have been recorded, where. Give me the backstory. And, you know, I know that one of the things you pride yourself on is being able to play with a small group and then expand out to a much bigger sound yeah. like this one was. Yeah. So talk, you know, this is Mikasa Sukasa. This is your show. Well, when we, uh, when we called, joined the band, it was, I had 12 pieces. Ah, yeah. Five horns and rhythm section and color. And then uh, my daughter joined the band, and she sings also. But, you know, with being new to each other, and and I always give singers material that I want them to start to grow with, you know. Right. You know, so I gave her hard songs. Yeah. And she came across Kangbusters. Unbelievable. I know. Unbelievably good. And where was that recorded? That was live. But that was live at Cathedral Park, was it? No. Yeah, it was Cathedral Park. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cathedral Park in Portland? Yeah, it's the jazz festival they have every year there. 2010. So nine years ago. Wow. Yeah. Well, and Carla on the show uh, teased up the audience by suggesting that maybe there would be, tomorrow night, a little... Uh, little Joe Cocker influence song. So I'm not going to try to pry it out of you, which one you might <laughs> play or not play, but, uh, you know, it does, it does tee up. Y- you, uh, are just, it's amazing. I mean, I just, Jennifer, you were on stage with Joe Cocker at Woodstock playing yeah. percussion yeah. 30 years ago, like yeah. three weeks ago. Talk, yeah. talk about that. And then you toured with mad dogs and Englishmen. I mean, talk about that experience, Bobby, if you would. Well, Woodstock was, um, I mean, I mean, it was just another gig until you get to the stage yeah. and you see all those people. I mean, it was, it was a, a sea. Yeah. It was an ocean of people. You know, you know, the story I usually tell is about Max Jasgar. Yeah, yeah. You know. The owner of the, of yeah, the land. Yeah, the farm. Yeah, cool. As it's, you see him in the... I've got the Woodstock, the director's cut. Yeah. TV, and seems like a really cool cat. Very cool cat. Yeah. And he had an accident with his fingers, his right hand. He lost his ring finger and his pinky. In a, in a in farm an accident, accident? In a farm accident. Like a combine. Or- so when they announced him, he went like this. Ah. And they thought he was giving a peace sign. He- I mean, at first they announced him, everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as he went like this, they went nuts. <laughs> And it was only because... He yeah. Was, oh, I love that backstory. Yeah, I that mean, is unbelievable. And it sounded like, you know, uh, <laughs> Willie Mays hit a home run in 10 stadiums, man. It was unbelievable sound. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. It, like, lifted me off the stage. Because of the, uh, the... The volume the of it. You know, I'm, I'm just so amazed because that was 50 years ago. Yeah. And the bloody rain and the mud and the this yeah. and... I'm, I'm, and I listen to that director's cut and the sound, I, I get that they've enhanced, and they re- but how in the world did they coordinate? They had speakers, uh, I guess 30 feet from the stage, yeah. 60 feet from the stage. Ah, they okay. had it all so everybody gets it at the same time. Okay. Yeah. They had it all 
prepped. And then when it rained, though, how they, they, I saw, you know, you see him scurrying around and covering everything up. And Well, the thing is, he, it rains as soon as Joe finished uh, a little help from my friends. It, the the uh, clouds open up. Yeah. And the thunder. Oh. It was like God was applauding him. <laughs> I swear. Rightfully so. I swear. I mean, it was that timing. Wow. You know, so, so you got your whole set in. Yeah. And then, and then as the, soon as he finished, boom. They start panicking. Get off the girders yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that. And the know. chant, no yeah. rain. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, there were, you didn't have like a green room. You didn't have any fancy no, accommodations. No, behind the stage, like a tarp on top. You know, everybody was hanging there. Oh, my gosh. When we got there, uh, Joan Baez was there. And she oh, started imitating gosh. the way Joe sang as soon as she saw him. <laughs> Did he take it in a good nature? Yeah. No. yeah. He was, you know. This guy was a teddy bear, yeah. you know. They have a movie out, uh, Soul Man of Joe Cocker or something. Soul of the Madman. Yeah. And when I started out with him, I mean, like I said, he was a teddy bear. He's yeah. one of the nicest guys yeah. you ever want to meet. He seemed very, uh, when I watched the Mad Dogs and Englishmen, you know, tour, they were featuring a lot on him, but he he, he seemed very reticent or very yeah. shy about the camera and yeah. well, quiet. They, they people were uh, that part of the show business gets into it, you know, because then all of a sudden they're pushing him to what they want him to do rather yeah. than what he wants Wanted to do. Wanted to do, right, right. You know, because when uh, he took me out to England after uh, um, Woodstock, yeah. And I stayed over his house, met his mother and father. Oh, my gosh. He introduced me to his mother. She kept on calling me Tommy. <laughs> and he's going, it's Bobby. It's Bobby, mom. <laughs> he's from a working class family. Very, yeah. Out of Leeds, I think? Or Sheffield. Or Sheffield. 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 Yeah, I stayed overnight over his house. And yeah. In the morning, we ate. And he showed me from his window the outhouse. Oh, my, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, the outhouse. Yeah, the outhouse. So, literally, there. he came from... Nothing yeah, to the prominence. So he maintained his roots, though. The, the fame didn't really go to his head. No, no. He had a picture of himself when he was 13 years old. Um, Melody Times was a, um, sort of like a newspaper there, yeah. you know. Very much. He was singing. He used to be known as Vance Arnold. Interesting. When he first started out. Yeah. That's the name and it, he went But is by. his name Joe it's, Cocker? Yeah. Actual name yeah. is Joe Cocker. Wow. yeah. Well, we, we've got to, well, not have to, but we want to take a short break to support our sponsor, DRS Atlanta, right here out of uh, Roswell, Georgia, Waheed Gomes' beautiful studio. So all you aspiring musicians or, or seasoned musicians looking for a comfortable place to record or fine-tune your, your gig, uh, you want to check this out. So we'll be right back. We're going to continue our con fascinating conversation with legendary, world-renowned Bobby Torres. <laughs> we'll be right back on Ride the Bob. DRS provides professional audio mixing and mastering services. They also provide other creative services, such as voiceover editing, audio restoration, and audio forensics. They have great customer service, their work is fast and efficient, and their prices are affordable. You can learn more about their creative services by visiting them on the web at drsatl.com. Again, that's drsatl.com. Or call them at 404-590-0777. 
404-590-0779. Again, that's 404-590-0779. DRS, when the right sound matters. You are back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say and having a fascinating conversation with Bobby Torres talking about uh, your experience at Woodstock and with Joe Conker. And I, what I'm picking up is just, you know, how much you really loved and revered Joe and how, what a humble guy he was and God rest his soul passed too early. But uh, you were talking uh, about his upbringing in Sheffield and you visited his house yeah. and he showed you the outhouse and yeah, pick he, up that, that story. He of came the up with the idea of a little help from my friends in the outhouse. <laughs> You heard it here. You've heard two first on Ride the Vibe. <laughs> That's true. I love and the Beatles, that was the first song of the Beatles. As I understand, you correct me if I've got this wrong. First song of the Beatles he did, and Paul McCartney and Lennon, as I understand it, loved it so much they let him do a or not let him, but they Um yeah, well do I, I have was that right from when uh ran into George Harrison at Kensington Market in England. Yeah. And she said, I got a song from you. Yeah. And he gave him, uh, she came in through the bathroom window. George did. Yeah. So he gave him that song and he, and he used it. Mm -hmm. He also was offered to do that song, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. Brother, yeah. He wouldn't do it. He didn't want to do no, it. No, he didn't want to do that one. Why? It just didn't feel right. It was right too to much it. of an emotion and, uh, you know. Yeah. That's so too much of a down song, he said. Oh, really? Yeah. How darn. He liked the more obviously yeah, yeah, upbeat. Yeah. yeah. He loves he loved love songs, you know. Yeah. How did you hook up with him? What what's the the backstory on that? He opened for uh Rod Stewart and uh, Faces. Yeah. At yep. Fillmore East. Yep. And um Billy Graham's venerable yeah, iconic, yeah. iconic thing. And he um he had the grease paint with them and the uh, opening acts only got paid five hundred dollars. No way. Yeah. Which was not that much money no. even back then. Yeah. And they flew him out from England. They had to stay in the hotel room, which they had to pay for. Yeah, yeah. So to pay for the hotel, they would play in a club called Angano's from Monday to Thursday. Yeah. And then they split back to England. And you were playing at... And I went down to him because he did, uh, at the film where he did Feeling All Right without a conga player. Yeah, yeah. So I went down to see him in Angano's on that Monday... Yeah. And asked if I could sit in for that one song. Wow. And he said, sure. And I asked him, you don't want to hear me play? <laughs> He's okay. So I played a little. He said, fine. Yeah. Just so I sat in that back. one song. Yeah. That and was I came it. back every day, Monday through Thursday. I sat in for that one song. He came, he left in, and he went back to England. And he came back again. Yeah. To Phil Maurice. This time he headlined. Yeah. And I submitted him at the hotel and asked him if I could send in again. Yeah. Sure. And then he would, at the Fillmore, we played, I think, twice yeah. since then. And every time we, I played, he was just, let's have a hand with Bobby, please. <laughs> Translate that for me, Bobby. And let's have a handful, Bobby, please. Oh, oh, oh Bobby, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and people thought my name was Bobby, Bobby. please. And they even wrote up. Ticket on the airplane from when I go to England <laughs> on the name Bobby, please. Back in the day when you probably got, could get on the airplane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because when he left again and came back this time, we played in Chicago. Yeah. Kinetic Playground was the name of the place. Yeah. 
I saved my money, yeah. got two drums and duffel bags. And at that time, you can bring your drums on the airplane. Right, right. So I went to Chicago and they saw me. They were happy. Yeah. They wanted me to play more songs. I'll tell you a story, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. I forgot to tell. Yeah. Um, we played. Yeah. And I played about four songs with them. Yeah. And I found this piece of paper on the floor. And it seemed like a poem to me. Because uh, everything's all right. Love is not gone. Stuff like that. Yeah. You know? And I went to him and I said, you know, I'm feeling oh, so insecure. This guy was... To me, was the guy. You're just Jennifer. Yeah. Right. And I said, I appreciate you giving me this note. Yeah. You know, let me know how I'm doing, you know. Yeah. He said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I gave him to them. He said, what's this? And he showed it to the other guys. And the other guys said, oh, that's a set list from the band before us. <laughs> Oh my God, that's priceless! And you thought they were notes, yeah, I, compliments, <laughs> telling me what I was doing wrong or right. Yeah. Did you kind of feel a little? <laughs> but he was gracious. I'm mean, obviously. Really? Yeah. He didn't even know what it was. <laughs> and how old were you? What, what, what? Twenty-five. So you're twenty-five. Yeah. Now I understand, and, and correct me if, that I, in reading the history that Michael Shreve, the drummer for Carlos, Santana. was yeah. the youngest performer there. Is that? I think he was Woodstock? 19. Yeah, Woodstock. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Could wow. be. You know. But you're so a seminal moment for you when you show up at this bar where Joe's performing. And you had your kit with you? Or your, your yeah, I brought my drum. brought him with you. So you just go, hey, can I sit in? And he lets you sit in. Yeah. And and the rest is kind of. Yeah. After I sat in at a Kinetic Playground in Chicago, they made me a permanent member of the Grease wow. Band. Unbelievable. And the Grease Band was made up of. Uh, Henry McCullough on guitar, yep. Bruce Rollins on drums, Alan Spenner on bass, yeah. and Chris Staten on Staten. keyboards. Yeah. Wow. Chris Staten plays with Eric Clapton I know. now. I mean, I see him all. I mean, he's at every, well, Clapton not performing now, but any Clapton event, there's Staten with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Humble, heavyweight keyboard player. This right. guy was, when we were with Joe, I mean, he played cello originally. No way. Yeah. Was, that was his was, first, in, not uh, keyboards, cello no. player. And he would go 24 hours to be practicing wow. on the, a world of trip. Uh, 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 uh. Constantly. I love Clapton's show with Stevie Winwood at Madison Square Gardens where he's got Chris playing. I mean, it's just crazy. Wow. And then you, then so Leon and Rita joined for what was called the communal circus, that Mad Dogs and Englishmen. Yeah, well, what happened was um, he had a, Joe had a producer named Denny Cordell. Denny Cordell, yeah. Who did Petty, produced Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah same. because they opened Shelter Records. Yes, 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 yes. And Cordell's out of England, right? He passed away. Pat, so. Pat, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was out of England, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, he, took, he told the Joe that the Grease Band was making it. Uh, he used to break up the man, uh, come to L.A., we do an album there with Leon Russell yeah. and all that. So they canceled the tour. Mm -hmm. Then Joe's manager told them, you cancel the tour, I'll break your legs and you never play in America again. Oh, my Lord. And he was serious? I mean, yeah, he was, he was one of those. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and for those of you on the, listening on this on the radio, Bobby just moved his nose to the side. <laughs> yeah. So, A heavyweight. Yeah, so he... 
then that's the opportunity for Leon and Denny to get Joe and put all the people from Leon's entourage on the gig at the same time promoting Shelter Records, which Leon and Denny Cordell started. So that was Denny's motivation. Yes. Yes. Wow. So after a while, I hold Mad Dog's news and Joe realized it, you know, he felt betrayed and, Uh, you know, that's when he went off the deep end. Mm. Was that a year-long tour? Or it less than a little six less? Six weeks, I think. Six oh, or man. seven weeks. And just in the state, or not yeah. just in, but yes. in the state. Yeah. And there were 42 of y'all. Yeah. And so communal circus would be an app. Yeah. Different cities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Became different cliques. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you had a dog traveling. You had some spouses. Yeah, yeah. And some, I think, did uh, Chris Staten, it looked like he had his wife maybe with him? or Well, she, yeah, they... Big, they got married, married. just before yeah. that. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, and the dog was um, Pamela Bowling's dog. Uh, 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 uh. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, they had a lot of good singers. Yeah. You know, one of the singers, Donald Weiss, wrote that song, Betty Davis Eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she was on one of the yeah, back, she was backing one, vocals. She was one of the background singers. And, along with Rita. Rita and Donna Washburn. Yeah. Uh, Claudia Lanier. Lanier, yeah. Um, Dan Moore, Matt Moore. Mm-hmm. Matt Moore wrote, um, what's that song? What's this time? Look at the sky. I forgot the name of the song yeah. already. And it was on drums. You had Keltner and Jim Keltner, Gordon. Keltner and Jim Gordon. Like Sandy Connor. Crazy. Cross they were at Bangladesh. Blackboard. I mean, with yeah. Harrison. Heavyweight yeah. drum, and then Gordon went on with Clapton, Derek and the Dominoes. Yeah, well, like, Keltner was supposed to do that gig with Clapton, oh, but he no was way. on a reserve thing with the army, oh, so no he had way. to go away for two weeks. Oh, oh, oh. So Jim Gordon said he'd take his place until he comes back. And the rest but, is history. Yeah. Layla, the rest is history yeah. with Dwayne Allman doing that brilliant guitar. Yeah, lick. but after you know, when, at that time, well. Um, Clapton was heavy into drugs. Yeah, both all that whole group down at Ocean Boulevard when they were. Yeah, born. and then uh, Jim Gordon got into it. He yeah. called Radel also. Yeah, the bass player. And, and you had horns. Was Bobby Keys? Bobby Keys, Keys playing horns on. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. A, a big core group of the Delaney and Bonnie tour, right? Yes. That with well, Clapton. I'm amazed you know that. Well, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> huge yeah. Fan. Yeah, heavyweights. Bonnie was a great singer. Yeah. Very good. Great singer. Yeah. So was Delaney. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll be darned. Well, we are, we're going to take another short break. And this is one of my uh, favorite uh, sponsors. It's the uh, uh, 501c3 Near and Dear to My Heart Foundation for Premature Infants. So we'll be right back having just a fascinating conversation with Bobby Torres talking about all, all things uh, cool 50 years <laughs> ago. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay with us. Ride the vibe. The number of premature infants born in the United States each year 380,000. That's 9.8% of the total births in the U.S. The Foundation for Premature Infants' mission is to advocate for the right of all premature infants to be cared for in a developmentally supportive and age-appropriate manner. Our vision is to ensure that Premature Infants' Bill of Rights is the standard of care for all babies born prematurely 24 hours per day, 365 days per year on all shifts in every neonatal intensive care unit throughout the world. Please consider making a donation by visiting us on Facebook, 
Foundation for Premature Infants or at our website, foundationforprematureinfants.org. You are back on Ride the Vibe, Planet Earth. Oh my gosh, just I'm on, I'm on cloud nine here talking to Bobby Torres. Just too cool. So that, uh, that uh, sponsor we just ran is Foundation for Premature Infants, the 501c3 I started to uh, advocate for those little people who have no voice. And we've got a Your CBD Store franchise here in Roswell, Georgia, Rachel Arrington. So CBD, not the, not the stuff they were probably smoking at Woodstock, yeah. <laughs> but the medicinal component of, yeah. uh, of the plant. Um, your CBD Store for the month of September is taking a percentage of their total revenue and donating it to the foundation. And then the foundation has set up a donation to St. Mary's Hospital NICU up in Athens, Georgia. Uh, Rachel had two grand twins, boys, born at uh, St. Mary's Premature. So uh, go out and buy some CBD stuff, and uh, it'll support a portion of it will support uh, premature infants. So That's inspiring. It's a cool thing. Thank you. Those without a voice. Well, thank you, Bobby, for being on the show. So right before break, we're talking about uh, Mad Dog. Well, lots of all over. We're just all over and uh, talking about all the cats you ran across. And I know you, you have a real soft spot in your heart for both uh, Joe and then uh, Leon Russell, who both sadly passed. Yeah, we did. Uh, I saw Leon, Derek Trucks, and oh, Susan Tedeschi. Oh, I, I talked to Joe before I passed and putting Mad Dogs back together again. Yeah, yeah. And after they passed, they got in contact with me and wanted me to come and do the tribute with them. Oh, my God. I never heard of them. Oh, you hadn't? No, I never heard of them. And I said, sure, okay. Yeah. Give me this amount of money, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did. Yeah. And when I heard them, I couldn't yeah. believe how good they were. Yeah, they're unbelievable. I, I was blessed to see Derek when he was like 15 here in Atlanta. And not unlike a lot of people, but I walked away and went, whoa. Yeah. That guy is going to be a rock star, yeah. you know, literally. Yeah. And I, I thought, just looking at him even then, I said, if you believed in reincarnation, you would think he's Dwayne reincarnate. Yeah. The long blonde hair, the way he plays that slot, I mean, he. Yeah. And then to be married to Susan, who in her own right is yeah. like a killer slot. She's a female Joe Cocker. Ah, unbelievable. Yeah. And you were on stage with them. Yeah. To contribute. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought it was, you know, a big, not so much of a big deal, you know. Yeah. Somebody's doing a tribute. But then they start playing Little Hop for My Friend. Oh, my gosh. Susan was singing it? Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't stand on stage rehearsing. I just ran out. No way. Too emotional. Out. Yeah. It was really, I, I didn't expect it. Wow. But it was. Oh, man. And that was in Baltimore? Uh, West Virginia. West Virginia. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the, what was it? L- Lennox or I forget the name of the festival. Yeah. Big Locking Festival. Locking Festival. And a tri- big big crowd, but not like Woodstock. Twenty five thousand. Wow. That's huge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And then while we were there I met Carl Radel's sister. Oh, no way. Yeah, and I mean, Carl Radel used to come over to my house after my dog, smoke yeah. some weed and listen. <laughs> the bass player, the brilliant bass yeah. player. Yeah. He was such a nice guy. Oh, my gosh. Is he yeah. passed as well? Yeah. That's why I mean. He got into the drugs and he yeah. came home and yeah. did some heroin, 
not out in the best of them died and mm-hmm. find him for a week. Oh, man. Yeah. His daughter is a bass player? His sister. Her was. sister, right? Is yeah, a bass she player? was in. No, she wasn't. She had, she had a son there. But Tim LaFave, the bass player with um, Derek, yeah. had Carl Radle's bass. Oh, no way. Yeah, I was totally emotional. At the yeah, end. I bet I just tore you off. Yeah. Wow. I, wasn't, I didn't expect any of that. Oh, man. But I was so impressed with them that we have a blues festival yeah. in Portland. Yeah. I said, book them. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> book them. Yeah. Said, well, they're pretty friendly. I said, I don't care. Book them. Yeah, book them. You yeah. know, when you do book them, I'm opening for them. Yeah. <laughs> so when they came and sat in, we did the letter oh, together. Oh, you did? Together? Yeah. At, when they were in Portland? Yes. No It's way. on YouTube. You can see it. Oh, no way. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. It's a YouTube channel and people... Write and yeah. tell me what they're thinking. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, a lot more positive than negative. Mm-hmm. But the negative is really funny. Give me a give me one that sticks to my sticks out. <laughs> Who gave that pathetic old man a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you'll be old someday too. Yeah, yeah, be careful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take the microphone away from that old guy. <laughs> they were referencing. Yeah, they obviously don't know their history though, do they? <laughs> How did you what 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 f- talk about your formative years a little bit? How did you come to percussions? What in the streets of New York, you know, yeah. in the projects. Yeah. You know, you used to have an African group called the Afrosicians. Yeah. And four girl dancers and we used to do convention halls and all that. Yeah. So it was just basically in the culture and your DNA yeah. and yeah. yeah. There was a guy named uh, Raymond Hurry. We changed his name to Elijah, but he was one of the instrumental guys that formed the last poets. Oh no! You way. never heard of them? No. There's a movie called Performance yeah. with uh, Mick Jagger. Okay. And you yeah. hear them in the background. Yeah. Playing. I, you know, speaking of, I think we need to hear BT Safari. What do you think? I would love that. I think we need to play that. that well, was, hey, can we can we tee that up a little bit? That's a live recording yeah, that, with you and your. The whole group, yeah. Group, yeah. And that was written by Wolfgang Meltz, who's that. a friend of mine. Yeah. His son is Reinhard Meltz. Oh, no way. Who plays with Gino Vanelli no now yeah. and Pink who's Martini. Who's out of Portland as well. Right. Yeah. Well, let's hear a little bit about that uh, that song. Not the whole song, because it's about 12 minutes. Yeah.
You are back on Ride the Bob. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what we want to play. That was BT Safari Live, Bobby Torres' group. And uh, offline, we were talking a little bit more about the experience at Woodstock. And Bobby was just, uh, we were we're coercing him to share this story um, (laughs) from Woodstock. Bobby, if you would. Yeah, well, they would fire us in an Army helicopter. And, um, because you couldn't up, get in and out of there. The roads no, closed. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there was a guy, two guys that came and drove us. And um, I'm sitting in the front seat next to the driver. And another guy sitting there and he yeah. says to the driver, Chief, how long is it going to take us to get there? Yeah. I said, Chief, are you fire chief? He said, no, I'm police chief. No way. All of a sudden, the conversation went... <laughs> A vacuum. <laughs> Everybody's mute. Yeah. I had a, a quarter pound of hash on my <laughs> my pocket. I'm going, oh, man. I'm going to go to jail. I know it. Yeah. And then he said, peace, guys. The cop did. Yeah. Yeah. The chief said, all right, let's go. <laughs> I, I love the great line from Arlo Guthrie when he's on stage getting ready to do his coming in from Los Angeles. And he's like, yeah, I was rapping to the fuzz. Can you dig it? You know, because it was pretty yeah. communal even. I mean, yeah, everybody. it was. It wasn't it was. adversarial. No, and not at all. It, it's true, though. Didn't the Army drop supplies and flour? Yeah, and, yeah. Is, and that was, you know, we had Vietnam going. I mean, there was a lot of turmoil. Yeah, that was a rough time. Yeah, period very time. time. And the youth was so, um, yeah. how would you say? The results of the changes there because of the youth yeah. at the time. And I have Protesting. to ask you this question. You you teed it up for me. Yeah. It's uh, how do you view the social attitudes yeah, different. that have changed Way between then and now? What what do you? Well, it's, you know, it's not as courteous. It's not as respectful. Yeah. You know, a lot more is acceptable now, you know, especially with government. Yeah. You know. At that time, it wouldn't be an except. It wouldn't be. Donald Trump would not last at the period yeah, of time. Back, back in that. No. Day. Well, and that's a, one of the things that resonates when you pick it up at, at watching the, the Woodstock, either the, the uh, PBS or the backstory, is the fact that the, all the people in the town were so uh, complimentary of the attendees, being yeah. so polite, and you know, asking for water or whatever they were. Yeah. Asking no, for. No, they were. It was beautiful. I, it's pretty amazing. I mean. Ev- that place was totally destroyed. destroyed. After. Yeah, and he was all right with it. Yeah, I know I when mean, you see Hendrix on in the, you know, the very end doing yeah. his brilliant stuff, and then you look around and there are like yeah. thirty thousand people in just a mess of mud and blankets. Yeah, it was crazy. It was totally destroyed. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So you you went on then to tour for ten years with uh, Tom Jones, another guy that you really really one of the nicest guys yeah. ever. Yeah, you know. How did that, you know, I mean, that's kind of an interesting transition a little bit. Well, it wasn't, it was, I did the Tom Jones show with Joe Cocker. Oh, okay. In, uh, in 1970, because he had his own TV show. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then 10 years to the month, I got a call from Gordon. Gordon, I forget his name. Anyway, he wanted me to come down and audition. Yeah, I was recommended by other musicians. 
for Tom. For Tom. For so, Tom yeah. so you'd perform with Joe on a Tom Jones show, and then yeah. 10 years later, to yeah. the day, literally. Yeah. It's crazy, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, it's like, whoa. And then uh, my jumps, I was playing at a place called Baked Potato in L.A., a really famous jazz place. Yeah. And my jumps were there, so I couldn't get in there. It was, it was during the day for the audition. Yeah. So I rented some kungas. Yeah. And I told Gordon, if you like me, you pay for the drums. Uh -huh. If you don't like me, I'll pay for it. Oh, <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> ever, so the played, yeah. ever the New York street negotiator, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, they liked me immediately. Yeah. But on the road, Tom, anybody who had a birthday, yeah, they would collect money from everybody, $10, $20. And he celebrated. He was the, very... And they would have a catered in his suite mm -mm. with presents, mm -mm. birthday cake anybody yeah who has birth down the road i mean i look at your your discology i, I printed off and i just i mean one of them that, that sticks out for me because it was a seminal moment uh you know in college is listening to jackson brown's for every man and and i did not realize you were on yeah he now he seems like he's dogs, a, i didn't know who he was yeah i'm in the parking lot of Capitol records he's walking my bobby George, i wasn't playing around him same thing, Kenny Rogers. Same gig. Kenny Rogers. <laughs> That's crazy. That all the Paul that, Williams. I played with Paul Williams too. Yeah. That's that was that big. Mad Dog Williams was that big. That was, was the launching that set the Yeah, with the movie and everybody yeah. just Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What's I uh, did what songs on uh, Jackson Brown's For Every Man did I don't you remember. remember. Yeah. Jeez. Good guy or he seems a no, little very little, nice, guy, nice guy. Very nice guy. Because yeah. my friend Luis Conte used to play with him. Yeah. And every time he came into town, I'd go say hello, yeah. say hello, Jackson. And they had me sit in with them. All out of that Laurel Canyon kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the yeah. Joni and the Crosby Stills and then yeah. that whole. Yeah. You read about that. You know, David uh, Crosby and, and Don Henley. And, I didn't meet any of those guys. Yeah. I met them. Uh, most of the Eagles guys. Ah, uh, yeah. Henley. Yeah. That group. Wow. Timothy Schmidt. Schmidt, the bass yeah. player. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant bass player. He scored drugs for me. <laughs> You're hearing a lot of firsts on Ride the Bob, and I love it. I think we need to do, uh, what do you think about uh, It's Heaven, I Surmise? Bobby, do you think, you want to play a little of that? There was this girl singer named Margaret Lynn. Yeah. That when she, you know, I wrote the song, and when she sang it, I said, wow, I never realized that song could have their life, you yeah. know? Let's uh, cue that up. Well, Aid, what do you think? It's heaven, I surmise. We'll play a couple minutes. And then you'll, we'll be right back on Ride the Bob. Ever since we met, my heart's been A thousand eyes 
Michael Litton, the last DJ. Oh my gosh, just so over the moon. Talking to Bobby Torres. For all you Roswellians, he is going to be on stage tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Faces Sacred, Faces of War Memorial, where we didn't cut down the trees. We've activated the space with some brilliant music. It's going to be Carla Harris on vocals, featuring some Latin music, maybe even a little Joe Cocker. We're not, uh, we're not promising anything. Maybe featuring something off or rocketing up the charts, certain elements album, but we don't know. But Bobby will be on percussions along with uh, Emra Kotan on drums. So a uh, great, great uh, opportunity. And Dan Gaynor on keyboards. Yeah, and Dan coming in from uh, Portland, Portland also, as well. Yeah. Yeah. A master keyboard player. Yeah, I and love He's it. been playing with me 20 years now. Oh, my gosh. What a treat. Don't want to miss We won't miss it. And so uh, when we were listening to that great song, It's Heaven, I Surmise, off your 2003 CD release. Is that when it was? Wow. the same name. Yeah. I may have it wrong because I screw stuff up. But but we were offline. We were talking about your family and, uh, you know, where your kids have gone. So if you don't mind, just flush that out a little bit. No. Like I said, my son, Reinhard Melson, my stepson, I raised him since he's six months old. Mm -hmm. Now he's playing with Gino Vanelli and Pink Martini. Mm -hmm. He's a... Drummer. Drummer. Yeah. Bat, yeah. Drummer. Intimidating. Mm. Intimidating. That good. And Gino's um, in a new project, I understand. Yeah, he's... In fact, he's working with uh, one of our own out of Atlanta, Jeff Pike. Really? Who's uh, A1A tribute band. Jimmy Buffett's anointed them, and he and Gino are working on a project. So wow. I don't know, maybe your son's... Stepson's working on that with him. But Probably. Small world, I mean, just, you know, the way... Probably. It, he goes on a road with them all the time. Yeah. Wow. And he subs out Pink Martini to go out with Gino Vanelli. Yeah. Because with Gino Vanelli, he gets to do some solos with the... Ah, uh, yeah. They, what do you advertise them or, you know, they should just show how great he is. Yeah. And drummers like those solos, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Especially him, man. You got to hear him. Yeah. I mean, I he does that. a clave on his foot and uh-huh. goes all over the place with it. And you, so with Mad Dogs and Englishmen, you were... One of the first bands to have two drummers, right? If I, yeah, I mean, yeah. then the Allman Brothers ad- adopted that, I yeah, think. Exactly. But you were the model, weren't you? Or yeah, for that kind yeah. of, um, double. yeah. Well, there was two, you know, those Keltner and Gordon was totally opposite. I mean, Keltner, I mean, when we were on the tour, yeah, there was a guy named Sandy Konikoff, Chuck Blackwell, also drummers, okay, and Chuck Blackwell. 
grew up with Leon Russell, mm. you know. And um, we would wait for a certain part of the song because Kelton would do a lick, yeah. a different lick every night. Oh, <laughs> it's got to throw people off a little yeah, bit, huh? No, just, I mean, amazing, amazing, amazing yeah. player. Yeah. He's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. I haven't, you know, on the Mad Dogs and Englishmen tour, most of the cameras focused on Joe, as you would expect. Yeah, you yeah. don't get, I mean, you see flashes of you yeah. on the tour part of it. Yeah. Not, I never, I don't think, saw flashes of you on the stage doing percussions. Yeah. But, it, you know, I could, I knew, because Carla described you know, yeah. the afro and yeah. this and that, um, I could see you. But at the concert for Bangladesh, you know, the way they had the camera set up, you could really see Keltner yeah. and Gordon and just yeah. the two of them going together. Yeah. It was just crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. Was fantastic. Wow. One of the funniest guys you ever want to meet, too. Interesting. Yeah. He'll lead you on a story and then <laughs> find something that's weird in the room. <laughs> and then segue into that? And say, yeah, without finishing the story. Oh my. But you, and you, you've had such a, a fascinating life of meeting incredible people. But outside, well, he was a, it was a singer, Sammy Davis Jr. Yes. Talk about your experiences with him and maybe well i was playing with uh tom jones at the time yeah and uh we arrived the night before we're supposed to play so i knew the entertainment director of caesar's palace and he says i gotta go see sammy davis show and after that go backstage and thank him and say goodbye so i go see sammy does mr bojangles i wasn't that much of a fan right right you know because i heard like gucci cuckoo with all that stuff you know yeah i didn't feel you know right but i went and he said we got to go backstage that's not on money he says come on you gotta go so i went and i started talking to this guy it's like i knew him all my life sammy davis yeah yeah i mean i told him you know they were talking about john kennedy Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, I, I got a story about John Kennedy. There was a comedian that opened for us in Boston named Maureen McCormick. Uh-huh. And uh, she would do a bit about Oscars going out to politicians. <laughs> and then she came to Ted Kennedy, you know. Yeah. She, she named the Raging Bull and Oscar. The house speaker would get her an Oscar, you know. Yeah. And then uh, Ted Kennedy would get an Oscar <laughs> for a bridge too far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They went nuts. In they bad way or a good way? They were bad. They, uh, they did not like that. No. Yeah, he was they, untouchable. Ted Kennedy's yeah. a saint in there yeah, of course, in right. Boston. Yeah. And we're referring to uh, Chappaquiddick for y'all that exactly. may not know so, the history. They start throwing shit at her. Oh, no way. Yeah. Wow. And then Tom was sick. Uh, and um, they had to cancel the show. Yeah. But they rescheduled it on a Sunday. So now this can be come out the same crowd. Yeah. And do the same jokes. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> and then she did the same joke oh, for she did. Ted Kennedy. Yeah. A bridge too far. Yeah. And they went, boo, boo, boo. And she said, oh, you don't like that one? How about Ted Kennedy for the goodbye girl? Oh, oh, oh wow. They pulled her off stage. Oh, they-, <laughs> they pulled her off She's stage. quick on her feet, but in a, <laughs> in yeah, a detrimental they- way. And wow. I told this story to Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, wow, that's the worst John Kennedy story I ever heard. That's the worst one. Yeah. And the entertainment director said, no, I got one worse than that. He said, Sammy's in the north. There's not any worse than that one. Yeah. He said, no, I got one worse. He said, no, 
no, no way, you know. Well, this this group called the Dead Kennedys opened up the Whiskey A Go-Go on November 23rd. He got shot. Oh, no way. Yeah, the Dead Kennedys. I I, I remember the name of that. Yeah. And that's a true story. They opened up Whiskey A Go-Go? Yeah. On the death of John. November 23rd. um, John or, yeah, John. John Kennedy. uh, John's death. Wow. And Sam Davis listens and he goes, I was wrong. <laughs> there is a worse story. And, and I started laughing hysterically. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and my he God. grabbed me like I'm Nixon holding me, laughing with me, you know. Yeah. He, he set the whole thing up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, and do you, you, you want to, uh, we're almost out of time, unbelievably. Wow. Can we hear a little on Burnside? What do you think about that? Sure. Can, sure. Wahid, can we cue a little bit of that up just before we have to go? Another hour with you, Bobby. on Ride the Vibe. Michael Linton just over the moon excited with uh, this conversation with Bobby Torres. Right before uh, we played on Burnside, we were talking about uh, Bobby's interaction with Sammy Davis Jr. at Caesar's Palace and uh, he was telling a fascinating story and, and just have to wrap it up. Sammy said to you, look yeah, at you and I said... I mean, we hung for three hours mm-hmm. and I, you know, like I said, I had no idea that I would fall in love with this guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And at, at the end of the evening, he's saying, I know you. Yeah. I know you. We met. We've met before. I said, no, we never met. I wouldn't remember. Yeah, right. No, he says, I know you. He was very insistent. Interesting. Past yeah. life kind of thing. Yeah, and he Spiritual. wanted me to hang more. And I said, no, I got to go. I gotta go. <laughs> you had to turn Sammy Davis. To yeah. <laughs> and that's the only time I saw him. Wow. Never saw him again. No. Wow. I read his book when I was in high school, I think. Um but you have a, another son. Carmelo. Carmelo. Talk a little bit. We, we're, um, we're, we're out of time. Unbelievable. Not, well, we're not. We are, but not, enough well, Carmelo time to plays yeah. with, uh, he has played with Jason Mraz and yeah. Los Lonely Boys and Los yeah. Lobos. You're sitting with them. Yeah. What instrument, Robert, Bobby? He's, he's a percussionist. Percussionist as well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Another monster. I mean, he comes <laughs> home now. I get lessons from him. Oh, my gosh. That's got to be such, give you such joy. Yeah, and then my daughter, who's also also a singer and an actress, yeah, they have a you know like an Oscar thing for locals. Yeah, they call it a Grammy. She's been nominated two years in a row. Oh my god! She's now doing a one woman show. Yeah, called Mala in Portland. It's wow, really phenomenal. Well, I mean, Bobby, this is just such an unbelievable honor to. Arsenio. Yeah. My my third son is yeah. an excellent painter. 
artist, you know. Yeah. Just creative. Yeah, he's so ready. So and we could go another thing. hour talking about that creative, you know, yeah. how, what, where that I comes looked from. That. I looked at what I'm with one of my kids. Yeah, what a blessing. Yeah. Well, you're a good person and good things happen. I don't know how that happened. Well, if job. you're amenable, we can, we can do this remotely. You, you, we got to figure out the technology. We try. We, we got to tell just real quickly. So for Carla's show last Friday, we were hoping that you'd yeah, join. Yeah. And we couldn't get the technology to work because I don't know. I don't know the technology and why he knows it, but whatever. It didn't translate. But we could get that worked out and we could do another show with you from Portland if you're amenable. We can, oh, go, sure. another, we can go another hour. But in the meantime, you all, you got to come out tomorrow night. Faces of War Memorial, Carla Harris. Bobby Torres on percussions, Emra Kotan on drums. We got Doug, Dan Gaynor on, oh, Dan, yeah, Dan Gaynor on keyboards, Chris Wakenbach, Riggenbach, and John Sanford. So just a stellar cast. It's going to be a beautiful night. No rain, sunshine, and, you know, it's it's history in the making. You never heard of Carla? You got to come out. Amen to that. Go home blessed. Yeah, just a fun environment. And Roz Williams in North Fulton. It's free. Yeah. We are out of here. Ride the vibe. Just a fascinating show. Thank you so much, Bobby Torres, My Carol Torres, and Carla Harris in the studio. DRS Atlanta. Yeah.